and welcome to With Us, your weekly Disney podcast. I'm Tony Pascal. I'm Josh Whitehead. And this is the podcast where every two weeks or so, we will be talking about a different Disney movie. Right. And this week, we're really excited to be talking about the Goofy movie. Uh, it's a classic. It's something that we're both very passionate about. And I think it's something that's going to lead to a lot of really great and funny discussion. Yeah, I think this is going to be like a good starting place for our podcast. Uh, before we do anything, though, why don't we like talk about like who we are and like why we're here, why we feel like we can talk about a like Disney podcast and talk about a whole bunch of different Disney movies. Right. So um, for a lot of our childhood, as with many people, we have both been avid Disney fans. Um, And in high school, uh, Tony started a Disney movie club, um, something that he I'm sure has a lot to say about. Yeah. So like it was me being a super classic super nerd, uh, and uh, I got to hang out with a whole bunch of other super nerds and talk about Disney and watch a whole bunch of movies. Uh, same thing. We like kept it going in college. We have like a whole lot of like friends who would be really interesting to talk to during that. But yeah, I agree with you. Like most people have like a similar situation where they start watching movies as kids. And then sort of like stop watching it as adults. And I think like what we want to do, right, is we want to like make this a place where we sort of study Disney movies like as adults uh, and like talk about how like like some themes like as if it were like like a serious text, right? Right. So sort of like um, a, a Disney movie book club, if you will, where we assess some um, – Themes that we've seen, like Tony said, or um, interesting tidbits, facts, um, little bits of trivia, things that we're going to be talking about. And then we're also going to talk about the weird things that we've seen within the movie um, and also the Disney shorts, which we'll get to. But um, specifically, like the really uh, things that you, you look at during the movie and you think to yourself, what the hell is going on? Um, on that note, right. this is <laughs> not necessarily a. Um, kid-friendly podcast so i would say hide your kids hide your wife um because <laughs> it is going to be um there will probably be much cursing i assume yeah i think uh sexual content and cursing are almost a certainty at this point <laughs> uh so why don't we start right off um every week we're going to be talking a little bit about um some trivia uh whether it's about Disney World, Disneyland, or the short, or the movie that we're going to be doing for that week, or just general facts about um, Walt Disney or the things that he's done over the course of the years. Um, And then the structure beyond that point, we'll be watching a short um, Disney video. So uh, this week will be the Carnival Carnival Kid. Um, It's a really classic Disney short. It's pretty great. Um, We'll get to that. We'll have you uh, pause, watch the video, come back, and we will talk about it. And then after a little bit of discussion, we'll say pause and you watch the movie and come back and we'll talk about that too. Yeah, absolutely. And for best results, you'll want to look, like watch the movie, uh, especially if you haven't seen it in a while, because we're going to be getting really nitty-gritty nitty into the details of each movie. 
Um, so like we really are asking our audience to kind of watch along with us each each couple weeks whenever we do a podcast, uh, and we'll let you know through social media or through these podcasts what we're going to be watching next week. And speaking of social media, uh, feel free to follow us on Facebook uh, on the front porch with us. Um, it's should be fairly simple to find. It's at Front Porch Disney. Um, at Front Porch Disney. Just look that up on Facebook. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably be posting some um, videos or uh, little links to the shorts. Sometimes we'll probably post as well. So uh, follow us there. All right. So I've got this first p- uh, piece of trivia. Really important. Uh, what year was the Goofy movie made, Josh? Uh, 1999? No, 1995. You're close. Five. Damn. <laughs> All right, I've got no. I've got another one. That I'll let you uh, take it away. Directed this film as well as Enchanted and Tarzan. Um, I I have no idea. Who is it? It's Kevin Lima. Okay. Or Lima, I really don't know how to pronounce his name. Well, he did a great job with this one, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Kevin. All right. Um, so, uh, the other question, I have a trivia question for you. Um, what was, and this is a little bit of a segue, what was Mickey Mouse's first words ever spoken? I know this one. <laughs> I know you. Do. Uh, uh, you want to tell me what it is? Yes, his first very creepy words were "hot dogs, hot dog, <laughs> hot dogs." Uh, so, with that, we're gonna have you look up on YouTube, and there will very likely be a link attached as well. But um, it's just look up Carnival Kid on YouTube, spelled with a K. Uh, take a second. Yeah. Um, Spelled with a K, exactly. And um, look it up. Watch it real fast. It's like a six-minute video. And uh, press pause. And then once you're done, uh, press play. And we'll talk about it a little bit. And pause. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So now that you've assumedly watched the video... Uh, oh, fucking shit, dude. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Because <laughs> it's a super weird video. Oh, it's so weird. Oh, my God. I want to jump so, right in. First of all, let's give credit. Uh, Ub Iwerks uh, directed <laughs> this wonderful short, uh, or UB. I don't really know how to pronounce his name either. But uh, the first note I have is Hoochie Coochie Dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I gotta say that I just I loved at the very beginning that whole cow thing where the cow is like sticking out his tongue and there's like a whole other face attached to his tongue. Oh right, right. Um, it's like it's the first attempt at 3D. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, it's super early. <laughs> <laughs> it comes yeah. right out at you. <laughs> super weird. Um, right off the bat, I think the next thing that stuck out to me was Mickey and his hot dogs. I thought that was. Uh, just crazy weird. Um, the fact that he's basically an entertainer. He works for the circus, but um, he's like making the hot dogs dance, and it's it's a <laughs> hot dogs are literally barking. They're hot dogs that are barking. 
Right. They, uh, they sing for him when he pokes them with a fork. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> hell, dude? They sing for him. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's something that got me. Uh, the next thing that really um, helped but laugh at was the, the cats on the fence. Those cats on the no. fence, man. But before that, before that, uh, Minnie really, really wants Mickey's hot dog. She, like, right. whistles over at him. Yeah. She whistles over and he's like, yeah, Mickey, give me your hot dogs. Bring yeah. those hot dogs over there. And she pulls down her pants to get out <laughs> money for the hot dogs. And, and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, no. No, no, I don't need your money. You can put that back in your pants. <laughs> And let's just take a second. Minnie, great feminist, doesn't shave her legs. Right, uh, right. The the hot dogs do tricks. Are sentient beings who like. <laughs> and when Minnie bites into it, everyone's surprised that these hot dogs are in pain. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Holy shit! The hot dog's running away! What the fuck did you think was gonna happen?" It's Bart <laughs> doing tricks. Right. And I, I really like too that. He, he used a, a hamburger bun for the hot dog, and nobody questioned it. It just something did it just right off the bat. The the hot dog's like, yeah, this feels right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so we we go down to the the part where the cats are on the fence. They bring the cat the cat on the fence over. Josh, you play guitar. Is that how you play guitar? Oh no no, he's using his foot. <laughs> um, I think that 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 part was funny. I really liked the dynamic of those two characters. Uh, the, the, the fact cats. that, like, yeah, the cats. The, the fact that, A, they sound hilarious. They're... they're rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, uh, Marie, my wife's in the other room. Marie's in the other room. I was, like, singing at her that right before she went to bed. I was like, It's like two actual cats on a fence. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> Um, and, uh, like, like, absolutely, the way it ends with, like, the chamber pot, the gross under-the-bed chamber pot landing on her... <laughs> <laughs> Romance <laughs> to a C. <laughs> it, it just ends. It, it feels like, just, it's done with. That's it. Yeah. Those cats are gone, and Mickey's covered in shit. Yeah, that's, that's the end of that. <laughs> Oh, so you're welcome for that video. Yep. What a wonderful nightmare, Fodder. Uh, yeah. These shorts often are. <laughs> like, yep. going back to the 1920s and pulling out the dirt that, like, Walt Disney and actually worked on is really, really, really funny. Yeah, there's a lot of really good ones. The the one that I want to do next, um, if, uh, the, or rather, the time that we no, do... No, don't tell it. Don't tell it. Keep them, keep them, keep them interested. Keep them... Keep yeah, them keep that's them. fine. The the one that I have in mind is super fucked up. I think you're gonna love it. Um, <laughs> uh, so with that, um, why don't you guys take a second, press pause, and watch the Disney or the the Goofy movie, uh, 1995. I knew that. Yeah, from you... before. <laughs> uh, 1995 uh, Goofy movie, and get back to us in just a minute. Pause. All right. You should have watched it by now. So, Tony, what are 
a couple of themes that you picked up and we'll sort of we'll go along uh, chronologically a little bit but what are some of the themes that you picked up yeah no uh, I know we want to go chronologically but I think the, the clear overarching theme of the entire thing uh, is that the best possible way to live your life like to live a full life is to be a possum <laughs> down from a tree <laughs> right naturally now don't you want to be uh-huh a hanging from a tree uh, right this is a direct quote <laughs> glad to see ya and the parking's always always free <laughs> So that that's like that's my big takeaway. <laughs> I gotta say, man, I really I like your singing, but I you are definitely no Xavier Cougat, the Mon Mambo King. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, it's true. But before we get to the Mambo King, <laughs> like the the dream sequence, right? Like the the dream sequence is he's walking through hay, which we find out later he hates the outdoors. So like that's kind of confusing. But like in his dream, like the perfect world is him walking through hay. And like laying on the ground, grass with uh, his like this dream girl he's never talked to, very like high school, like middle school dream, right? right. And then, and then he like turns into Goofy. He goes like the the the, the ground turns into like into thorns, <laughs> and like the moon comes out. It's a full moon, and like instead of a werewolf, he becomes Goofy. And he goes, <laughs> like, it's the whole Goofy scene. <laughs> he turns into Goofy, and it is absolutely wonderful. His his horror, his nightmare is turning into his dad, and I love that. I think yeah, it's like really like a good way to start off his character. Yeah, and that's that's something that we see throughout the movie too. Is him like saying, "I don't want to be like my dad." That the whole first half of the movie, I don't want to be like my dad. And right. Goofy's, I just want to get to know my son, kind of thing. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll talk a lot about that. Um, yeah. And I think, like, what we'll notice as we go through, and I know this is a little early, but what we'll notice as we go through is that, like, this is different than most coming of age movies because we're not just seeing it from the kid's point of view, we're seeing it from the adult's point of view, too. And, like, how does the adult have to change with the kid as the kid's growing? And I think that's, like, Kind of a different spin on that sort of storyline. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that for that matter, one of the major themes that we see is is family. It's it's um the the family dynamic, how how a father and son work, and more so how they change um through time and kind of shared interest. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. I think the other part is deception for the sake of teenage motives. I think that's the other one that we see a lot of. Um, whether it's on BJ's behalf or it's Max's, um, there's a lot of that going on in the story, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before we get into that, I want to talk about, before we even talk about the teenage motives, just in general, the teenagers. Um, the the yeah, way yeah. that these, <laughs> these teens, this high school is structured like every 90s high school ever. Right, like the, <laughs> the imagined trope of 90s high school, right? Yeah, this is yeah. I love that. Like as <laughs> the like no more algebra tests till September, and like like everybody's thinking about all the stuff they're gonna do during the summer, and 
Yeah, I uh, really like that. And I like that there's like uh, the the Trekkies that show up and the Goths that all hang together. And I, that's super funny to me. And I, I really like that they kept that uh, theme from the 90s. I think it yeah. works out for in their favor. Yeah, very tropey. Like there's like they get every single high school group. Um, I think like as a middle school math teacher, I can tell you there is a separate scene where all the teachers are also singing the same things, <laughs> <They're> like <laughs> doing the exact same thing in the in the staff lounge, singing "No More Algebra Test Till September." It's great. It's definitely there. You just weren't looking. Yeah, um, and so as far as that goes too, when you look at um, actual high school, like your own experiences, Tony. Um, what would you say that happening when you were in middle school, high school, where it was this to to be cool? Um, so like, here's the thing. I wasn't cool. Like never like made any attempts at trying to be cool. Like, like I very much strongly in this, this movie, I'm going to identify with Goofy who like, is super outgoing and super like fucking weird, right? Like, I was not one who ever like really, really worked hard to be cool. Uh, yeah, I think like, like at now coming at it from like the other side as an adult, like in classrooms, like that, like you see like the the goth kids and like the the nerdy kids, and like you still see like all those groups still absolutely exist. Uh, right, they just have cell phones. Yeah, I think the difference for me is that I very much identified with Max growing up. Um, I saw this movie. This was one of my favorite movies growing up. And um, seeing Max, I was like, that guy is the epitome of what cool is. Um, <laughs> and so you look at... He like his name, guys. He changed his name to Max. He wanted everybody to call him Max. I did. I did. And when we went to Disney World, I got Max to sign my uh, little book. <laughs> True story. It was just a little paw print. He he picked all the all the people he wanted to be like all the coolest people on these '90s <laughs> movies and TV shows, and he had he changed his name every like couple of weeks to the point where my aunt started calling him four names. <laughs> Do you yeah, remember that? Not, like, not four names. She called me actually the the word four name. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it, it, it's just something that especially when you look at. Um, that scene in the stadium, right, where he's like uh, doing the the dance routine and everything, and everybody's like chanting his name. Um, that was something that a lot of people, I'm sure, just not me, but if it is me, that's cool. But I, I imagine that a lot of people saw this as this is what it should be like if you want to break out and be cool. What? No, I saw this like completely opposite. Like. <laughs> So like I saw it as like the kids are like all uh, all cheering for this kid. Number one, before we even go into this, yeah. why not pre-record this video? They have a camera. <laughs> they have a screen. Like why not just like do this at home, pre-record the video, and then put it on the screen? Like I get it. It's like for like the movie. It's like way cooler for him to trip through the screen and then sing in front of everybody. But like that was never his plan. Like why not just, right. just pre-record it? Yeah, I think in some regards, though, he was trying to get caught. He wouldn't have done it right behind where the podium was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, and so, like, he, he does this dance routine. He gets through it and gets caught. And then we get to, I got to say, that Bobby. Wait, is wait before, a- we got Bobby a second earlier where he was, like, where he was, like, drinking out of a water fountain with a straw. And he's, like, slippage. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "He says, I need, I need, I need my fundage, dude, for like the stuff or whatever, right?" <laughs> he's like, "Cheddar!" He gets the can. He's throwing cheese whiz in his mouth, and it's so yes. fucking gross. It is so the gross. He's <laughs> And then, then what's more is guard this cheese with your life, dude. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Um, yeah, like I think that the moral of the story, right, is that like he he did it, right? He he did this, like he broke all these rules. He 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 got caught, and he became the coolest kid in the school. So the moral of the story is like rules are for schmools, right? Like there's no. Re- <laughs> I mean, it's the last day of school, and he wanted to break out. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, super cool. Bad boys are cool. <laughs> um, and so, 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 like, how far did your your Max impersonation go? Like, what what all did you try to do to become Max? Okay, so this like, is, did you did you like did you like tumble through a screen, start singing to your whole school? No, I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> but I did. I did go by Max, or tried to go by Max. It didn't really stick. And then I tried to learn how to ride a skateboard, which ended in. Um, much pain and uh, <laughs> bruising. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. It, it didn't really it didn't work out too well. Um, but you know, you 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 try. That's what matters. That's right. So, did you know that Bobby or Robert Zimaruski? Do you know who he is uh, named after? Um. Nope. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's Bob actual Dylan. name. Yep. Bob Dylan is a stage name. His actual name was Robert Zimmeroni. Uh, and the way, reason he changed it was because it's a Jewish name and he didn't uh, think that people would take to a Jewish musician at the time. Which is weird because he's uh, supposed to be um, like a the character. It's, it's supposed to be an actor. It's supposed to be like an actor. Um. Who is it? I don't know who it is, but he, he's no, like, it's that. supposed to be Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we get we get to the, the mambo scene. He's mamboing with the lady. Um, and what I love, even past this point, I, I didn't really, I don't care about that. But when we get to the principal calling Goofy's dad, or Goofy, and basically saying, he calls the riot. And he's gonna end up in the electric chair. <laughs> it's a big jump. Yeah. No. He the the principal is definitely like going way, 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 way too far. Right. One one thing I want to say though about the mamba scene is because like he's acting super cool to get the girl, and once he gets the girl, he reverts to his like natural like way, which is like being super goofy. He's literally doing the mambo dance that he did at the, that he was like embarrassed by at the beginning of the movie. So like you sort of get a glimpse of like who he actually is, which is like 
the like his the good beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's something that we we said that he doesn't want to be like his dad, but this is actually who he is. But he's he's putting on a face to be cool. Yeah. So like, dad is like, holy shit, my son is gonna get electrocuted because he's in a gang and causing riots. That's pretty <laughs> awful. I must take him to Idaho. Naturally, <laughs> that is the way to go. And I guess he like he just quits his job. So. <laughs> 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 right and can, can we talk for a second later on in the movie they're they're like doing a lot of stuff that requires a lot of money so like <laughs> being a, a photographer a child photographer in a mall or a walmart or something <laughs> doesn't really pay that well you wouldn't think yeah but you forget about the royalties from all the movies he's done with mickey and, and donald right 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So like, so we get that scene. We we see Max skateboard home like through the chanting people going Max 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 Max. Badass. badass. He saves a baby from putting a fork in a socket. He saves <laughs> a life, which is gonna be important later. You'll see why. So like, we get to the the thing. He tells him we're having a vacation, uh, and he presents he pre- presents Max with this fishing pole. And he's like, it's a stick? He's like, no, it's a fishing pole. And he pulls it out of the box, and it becomes like a fully formed fishing pole right away. How did he put that pole together from the box to an entire <laughs> full pole in, like, the half second that he did that? No, you know, I don't even care about that. I, I'm wondering how he thinks that fishing will help in any way. <laughs> right, he doesn't even talk about, like, the gang that he's in and the riot he's supposed to <laughs> Like, he's like, oh, you caused a riot today. Let's go fishing. <laughs> yeah. Solid parenting, Goofy. <laughs> so he's like, and, and on the map, did you notice all the like cool details on the map? Yeah, I saw that, like the buildings and stuff that just sort of show up. No, no, no. I mean, like, there's like stuff drawn on it. Like, it says Goofy's name and grandfather's name on the map. It says his grandfather is right. Walter P. Goofy and his dad is Benjamin Goofy. And I thought, like, the first time I watched it, I actually rewound it because I was like, oh, shit, are we going to find out his name? We're going to find out Goofy's name? And I, like, go back, and it just says all Goofies under that. So we found out his dad's name and his granddad's name, but we don't find out his name because it just says all Goofies after that. Right. We also find out where they start from. Where do they start from? Do you know? I wasn't paying close enough attention. I'm going to say Hollywood. Ohio. They start in Ohio. Weird. Yeah, especially when you start to look at all the places they go on this trip to Idaho from Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, and so, like, yes, they, 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 he sort of, like, forces him into the car and they go. Um, and it, for the entire ride, even, like, before they leave uh, and oh. forever after that, Max is just being this mopey jerk. Oh, yeah, he's definitely <laughs> a teenager. Dude, before we get there, did you see the like the, the on the on the girls when they go on the girls' porch that gross butt pat that she does to her dad? Yeah, that was kind of creepy. It was her really dad weird. Is weird. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's super gross. Like dad's like in his underwear and like doesn't talk, just grunts, puts sticks his eyes out and like out of the the mail slot. Uh, 
And I think what's interesting there, apart from the gross butt pat, which I'm just going to sail past because it's really gross, <laughs> is that she, like, she isn't embarrassed by her dad, who's, like, super embarrassing in that scene. Right. So, like, that tells us a little bit about her. Yeah, and, like, it's sort of the opposite of what... Him. Yeah, a little bit of the opposite of what he is. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, too, like, yes, she she's not embarrassed by her dad, but at the same time, she's not, like, becoming her dad. She seems to be very different from her dad. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so I mean, that's something that's a little bit different that sets them apart. And I can understand why she would not necessarily be embarrassed. It's because she doesn't feel like that's who she's becoming. Yeah, that's that may be true as well. But the gross butt pat, man. Definitely the grossest <laughs> thing in the movie. There's uh, a lot of gross stuff in this movie, but that was a really gross thing. I think that... The other thing about her that really bothers me about Roxanne is that she she like makes him feel bad about being forced to go on this vacation with her dad with his dad. And he's like, well, you know, I, I don't really have a lot of choice. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, I'll just find somebody else like a real jerk. She's being a real jerk. Right. <laughs> I think like it's a little unbelievable to some extent because like she was super excited to ask him out like like just like 10 minutes ago like you she was like super stoked like oh man i get to i'm gonna ask out max the only thing i will say though is like she probably thinks from her point of view that like he's just blowing her off right like that he's not actually going with her dad his dad uh so like that's probably the like the motivation there that she's like yeah i mean like i guess if you don't want me i'll just go and hang out with somebody else yeah, naturally, like, like, I can assume that's part of what she's thinking. I think that uh, the the part beyond that that's just in the same scene, but it's like something that I really get a kick out of every time I see this movie is where he's like, "You party animal, you!" and the look on Goofy's face <laughs> is just the best. <laughs> I identify with Goofy so much. <laughs> I think I've done something similar with you where you'll be somewhere else and I'll be like introducing you from afar and like be like, that's my brother. And you'll just be like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. And so the big conflict in the scene is like the, the lies are a slippery slope, right? Like he like tells her one thing, you know, I'm not going to be there because we're uh, going to the Powerline concert. What? That's crazy. Yeah, my dad and him are friends. What? That's crazy. Yeah, he's going on the stage. Dude, like, you could have stopped like a minute ago. <laughs> like, just chill, right? And that sets up like the whole conflict for the whole movie, right? Yeah, and more importantly, you could have come up with something that's way more believable. <laughs> Be like, my, my grandma died. We're going to her funeral, you know? That way you're not going to have to be televised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you pick something that's very easy to figure out that you lied. <laughs> right. Turn on the TV. <laughs> and so we've got uh, far more Mopey Teen, um, more car ride with Mopey Max, um, and Goofy just trying to talk to him, you know? Um, yeah. Road and, games, 20 yeah. questions, that kind of stuff, yeah. And all of them are Walt Disney. I just always go to Walt Disney. Yeah. Um, I just him being a super mopey teen 
um, angsty. That's what he does. That's who he is. Yeah. I mean, um, he's, right? Yeah. Um, and so uh, there's this cool car music scene, the road, hot rod grandma, uh, the, the nuns, Mickey on the side of the road with Donald. Um, all that <laughs> stuff. That's great. I just love that song. The nuns are awesome throughout this movie. Absolute like th- there's a subplot where the nuns are doing really crazy stuff on this road trip. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. You um, gotta wonder if they were also they were going to like Vegas or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're on the way, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're about to just blow past the straight up murder that occurred. Yeah, wh- where they they kill the mime. Is that what you're talking no, about? They kill the they they drive through the uh, the pylon like the the construction workers and the construction oh. workers. He falls down into his death. Straight up murder. Kill count yeah. number one. Yeah, that's the first one. <laughs> kill count is up to one. I, to be honest, I I skipped over that one. I didn't even see that one. Um, that's right. You're desensitized <laughs> to the death around you. Yep, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> and so. You are like, I got no strings on me. Fun and fancy free, the Pinocchio line. (laughs) Yeah, that's a pretty good callback to that. Um, And so we we get, eventually we get to Lester's Possum Park. Yes! (laughs) Really excited. This is like one of my favorite scenes. uh, Hanging from a tree. We're mighty glad to see you. And the parking's always free. I'm so excited. I love Lester's parking. I know. Lester, <laughs> Possum Jamboree is probably the best scene in the movie. I just, I love this scene. Um, Josh, do you remember? I'm literally just remembering yours now. Do you remember when we we were like staying up to like five o'clock in the morning playing Risk with Connor? Connor Love, who will yeah. be on a, a special guest later on in this podcast, I'm sure. Uh, and we played that song, that one-minute song on loop, like, for five hours. <laughs> five hours, yeah. Just over and over again. Uh, um, and eventually, we were just, uh, we, there would be, like, a, a short burst where we'd be singing along, and everybody was excited. And then there'd be, there'd be like, two hours of time where we're like, God, I hate this. Why did we do this? And then there would be another short burst of about five minutes. No, it's, it's great background music for taking over the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, um, Lester's possum jamboree. First of all, I, I assume that the reason he brought him here is because he used to love this place as a kid, and now we see this place like. And why wouldn't you? Right. Uh, but now we see this place like broken down and like yeah. falling apart, and um, and sort of uh, symbolizing their relationship. I think a little bit too, where. They uh, they used to be really close and full of energy and excited about this sort of stuff and with the same shared interests. And now we see them um, having differences of interest, but um, in in the way that the same way that these robots, that these yodeling robot possums are deteriorating, right? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't uh, I didn't I didn't think of it that way. Like that. Like it's a sort of a metaphor for like them being on separate, like, like their own relationship and like yeah. what they used to find in common. That makes sense. 
Yeah, and so and like we see that later on too, them finding shared interests once he gets the map. But we'll get there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and so like at this jamboree, he's um, like there's the singing. Goofy's really excited. He wants to to do like he used to do. And we see this little girl that's yodeling, and Goofy is yodeling with her, but Max yeah. is kind of out of it. And so I think that that's sort of. Uh, Max looking at this little girl like this is what I used to be like. Yeah, like what what they want is super out of sync, right? Like, like you're seeing like it's it's almost at that point where like like throughout the car ride so far, it's definitely been Max who's been out of line, right? Max is like like I'm not don't want to hang out, I don't want to do anything, and like this is sort of the first time where like maybe you start to see that Goofy maybe is in the wrong a little bit, right? Like, he, like, is not prepared to let his son, like, be in that teenage phase where he doesn't, he doesn't, like, want to yodel in front of little kids, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, that might be Goofy starting to grow in this space. Like, this is the first time where you start to see Goofy's major conflict point. Yeah, where he's realizing that his son is growing up. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you, do you have anything else on the possum park? Don't you want to be uh, hanging from a tree? Yes, okay, I will be singing that for the rest of the episode. Uh, Thank you. So the next note I have is Pete straight down, sh- straight cuts down a forest. <laughs> <laughs> Just cuts down a forest. <laughs> right, for, for his big old glamping. <laughs> and Goofy doesn't notice. He only noticed when... <laughs> When he says, when his son says, wow, that's camping, then Goofy's like, oh, did somebody say something? I think yeah. that's great. Never mind you, the like 80 trees that just got knocked down. Um, I'm pretty sure he would have heard that. Uh, the other thing, like, especially when we get to this point um, where he's like hanging out with Pete and talking about what happened. Um, first of all, let's talk about fishing. Okay. Um, Goofy took him here to go fishing because that's what his right, dad right. did. That's what his grandfather did. And this is how he thinks that a father and son should bond. Right. Right. Um, so we've got uh, this issue of like an age gap, uh, I would say, where um, this is how he was brought up. This is what what bonding means to him. And this is another thing of, of um, difference of interests, you know, and. Um, Max is like, no, fishing sucks. And I can tell you that me and Tony are very much outdoorsy people. We grew up outdoorsy people, but I hate fishing with a passion. <laughs> right. Like I've fished like four times in my life. Like, well, none of them like I, I don't honestly remember any time. Number one, I don't think I've ever caught a fish that I can remember. Number two, like, I just don't have the patience for it. I don't think like, like I, I have the patience to like to sit outdoors and like enjoy a, a book or like walk in the woods. I just like fishing something about it, man. Yeah. It, I, I just, I, I totally. Yeah. This is the one case where you would identify with Max and most of uh, at least our generation would probably identify with Max. Sure. That, um, fishing just fucking sucks, man. <laughs> Unless you catch Bigfoot. <laughs> right, exactly. We'll, we'll get there. Um, so um, that's a part of it is the age gap, I think. And so um, we see like uh, Goofy com- complaining a little bit to Pete and being like, I don't know how to do this. I'm not good at this. And Pete's like, 
well, here's my method. Um, and this is one of the reasons why a lot of the fan theories about Max's mom um, start arising. What are the theories about Max's mom? So, like, things like um, where people have theorized that Max's mom, like, died of cancer or um, something like that, where I, in most scenarios, they say that Max's mom died, uh, okay. whether or not that's childbirth or cancer or whatever. Um, but it still seems to be recent enough that uh, Goofy still is like, I'm not sure how to handle this. Yeah. Um, and it in kind of contrast to that, you see Pete being more... Um, I guess firm in the in the way that like a divorced father would be. Uh, I think more in that way, and so a lot of people have theorized on the other end of that that Pete is this divorced father. Yeah, but like Pete's like a bully, right? Like that's like part of his character from both from like the cartoons and the shorts sure. and stuff. And right. That, that's like maybe just part of his character, right? Right. Um. But nonetheless, like, this is still, it's a question, you know, like, yeah. what happened to his mom? And um, I think that this is a point in the the movie, and also we see it later in Extremely Goofy Movie, that, like, he's moving on. But um, it's, some, it's still a point, like, a, a major plot point of, we have the father-son dynamic, but where is this mother, you know? And, yeah. and he, he's wondering, how do I do this by myself? And we will continue to figure that out as we go. Right. The perfect cast, which is his father's and his father's before him, passed down from William to Benjamin to whatever the fuck Goofy's name is, caught Bigfoot. With and a I, stake, nonetheless. With, yes, with a stake. I just want to like, talk about how very not secret Bigfoot is. Like He's just walking in the woods. Sees a snake, grabs it. This fishing line is super powerful, which is very handy later on. Yeah. <laughs> this fishing line brings a 3,000-pound animal over towards them. Right. And the other part of that is, too, that for, like he's using this fishing rod, for the record, is totally a fly fishing rod. So I don't know why there's a, a, a coil or like a the, the thing that you like reel it back in because this is definitely a fly fishing rod. This is put together like a fly fishing rod. As a person who doesn't know anything about fishing and doesn't like fishing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but still like the, the, <laughs> the way that it's constructed is like a fly fishing rod. And so <coughs> it's, it's funny to me that this is not at all how a fly fishing rod works. Um, but nonetheless, he catches Bigfoot with a stake. And sort of yeah. just like lifts it up above his head. Be over three pounds. <laughs> Could right. you stand back, Mister Foot? <laughs> just sitting there looking at it, holding it up You're above out of his focus. head. Um, and so he, I, uh, yeah, they run away and stuff. I love the moment. Like I just, like was legitimately like laughing out loud the moment when. They're rolling up the sunroof and Bigfoot's running at them. That is hilarious. Like, as far as like physical comedy go, that scene is so good. Cause like Bigfoot's like, and they're like, roll the window. Like, that's gonna be the way to save you. (laughs) Yeah, never mind that he can just like break the glass. Right. (laughs) No, this this is a pretty fucking indestructible car. 
Yeah, just like Angus Brooke. Come on. So um, on that note, you get to um, the 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 great like sock puppet disco. <laughs> So great. I, I'm actually doing hand puppets. <laughs> um it's just, just the best this scene where they're he's like using some socks, which I, I guess the socks came off the roof. Um so he's just playing with them. Yeah. Doing the underwear. Uh and then finds the disco music and you have a disco Bigfoot just hanging out. <laughs> It's good. Disco, he definitely was, like, around during the disco age and, like, was into pop culture then, too. This guy right. is an attention whore. Let's just talk about <laughs> the fact that the guy who can never be found is sitting there being an attention whore. <laughs> the fact that Bigfoot has never been seen before doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> no, this particular Bigfoot has been seen everywhere. <laughs> um. Yeah, so um, going back for a second, I forgot to mention this. Something that I thought was funny was um, nobody or Goofy didn't reference it at all when Pete was bowling on his roof. Uh, and he he's like, you cheated, you know, like Pete cheated by having his son kick over the thing. But I want to say that his foot was over the fault line to begin with. <laughs> At the beginning? Yeah, when he was bowling, his foot was over the fault line, so it was no good either way. Oh, shit. <laughs> bowling aficionado over here knows yeah. what a foul is. Uh, anyway, so we got what, the disco. What's your highest bowling score? Do what? What's your highest bowling score? I think like 180. All right. That's way more impressive huh. than mine. <laughs> Yours is like 90? Like 100, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With the guardrails. um and so uh we we go back and have the the high dad soup uh which i think is a really touching moment this high dad soup um which by the way totally works if you're ever in a bind i don't recommend um leaving the top on like put a puncture hole in it so that it has some some room to breathe but this trick that he does with the the car thing totally works by the way now, don't you want to be uh, hanging from a tree? No, no. Uh, but the, I, don't do your teeth. Like, don't don't use the teeth as a can opener. But definitely, um, if you want to try the the uh, cigarette lighter, that works. Yeah, yeah. Definitely <laughs> don't do the thing. Uh, so, like, get the snore scene. How many cups of sugar does it take to get to the moon? Uh, and then he like. He's getting to the point where, like, the map comes out. He's like, try, he's he's getting the choice to like fix his lie, right? So before the map comes out, he's he's writing the postcard. And he's like, I lied. He's getting the he's getting the point. He's going down this slippery slope, but he has a chance to fix his lie, right? Um, <clears throat> but rather than doing that, he goes deeper in. He like the he like gets angry at himself. He hits the the dashboard. The the map comes out very conveniently. Pencil circles around Los Angeles. And so he like goes deeper in and like how, why he thinks that changing a pencil mark on a map means that he's going to actually get to go to Los Angeles and meet Powerline. We don't know. 
yeah. Your brains aren't fully developed yet. <laughs> yeah. Like irrational thinking, especially at three o'clock in the morning while your dad and Bigfoot is snoring uh, and not letting you sleep. It's it's understandable. We'll give him some slack. Yeah, and I think that this scene in particular with the map um, is very dramatic. It's like crazy dramatic how how much this scene is. Um, and I think it is a turning point in the movie where we see either um, him fixing his problem or making it worse. And like you said, he makes it worse. Yeah. Um, and more than that, uh, the very next day, Goofy trusts him with the map. And I think there's a, a big irony moment where. Um, this he he finally is is giving him a little bit of responsibility and trusting in him, and they're kind of getting on the same wavelength. But he's betrayed that trust before he even did this. Yeah. Um, uh, nonetheless, right? If 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 Goofy had trusted him earlier, would like and like they were able to have like a a more adult conversation instead of a adult like if they were able to have an adult young man conversation that before that point rather than adult kid conversation before that point, like how would that have played out differently? Right. And would he have just kept that letter, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, and um, then you see that, that little word, he rips up the letter and it says, I lied. And that sticks out. Yeah. Um, Cause now he's lying to his dad too. Cause it's like, yeah. it's just, it's increasing. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and so you got to wonder who the antagonist of this movie is because it, it's gotta be Max, right? It's, Max just making things worse for himself. Yeah, so like you get like a pit, like the pit of your stomach, right? Like whenever you're watching this, like like it's it's mad against himself. It's Max against himself. So he's like making everything harder on himself. But it's also right. like it's like his dad too, right? Like he, he yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's antagonist is the right word because it's like kind of a growing up film. So everybody's sort of also the good guy too, right? Well, yes. And I think that in that way, it's not necessarily that Max himself is. I think that it's like we talked about before where it's the the real Max, the goofy Max, or mm-hmm. the wannabe cool Max. Um, and I think that's kind of what we're seeing here. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> Okay, um, so, yeah, you go ahead. So we're in the diner, and you've got nuns, you got Elvis, yep. you got Cowboy, and, like, like, he gives them the map, right? So I'm not going to skip any plot points here, but, like, what's really great is, like, this this part right here is, like, a very quintessential American road trip movie, and they're, like, this is a big genre of the, like, American road trip Um and like what they do with the like changing the tires, going to a baseball game, like going and doing all these things, going to the yard, uh, like the yard, yarn thing, uh, like hang out in diners, hang, yeah. hang out at these inns, like very like that that whole scene like made me think of like lots of like great road trip movies and like it's very like nostalgic feeling for the American West that like all. Like through Hollywood, all Americans have right, right, and and that's just the first part of that sequence, though, because that's that's what Goofy experienced. We see what Goofy experienced on these road trips, and then we right. see Max Max's interests. So another instance of the the difference of interests, and then yeah. eventually we see these interests sort of starting to collide, 
Right, because um, like, that's like the 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 roller coasters that makes Goofy throw up and the yeah. the loud the loud stuff, right? Wow. And then they come to the Batcave, and they're like both interested. And then they go to this cool hotel where they're both interested. Yeah. But uh, we we definitely kill like pass the kill count number two, where the the mime dies from uh, landing underneath a piano. So kill count number two: two people dead in the wake of the second the goofs. <laughs> that mime just died. Goofy killed them, and then they just sort of sneak off. They sneak off. Number two, they, second, second <laughs> unwitting murder of this movie. <laughs> right. Um, and so then we come to this really um, important scene, I think, where um, we, we have yeah Pete, um, Pete coming up and like uh, being super sexy with his shirt off. Um, that, don't do that. Anybody that isn't watching a video right now, Tony is being. Very creepy, um, but sexy. the 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 sexy Pete uh, gets in the hot tub with him, and I think he poses another kind of dilemma for Goofy, where um, he's like, "I know you don't like Max, but Max loves me," and Pete's like, "BJ respects me," and so um, we're kind of posed with an issue here, or at least Goofy is, of love versus respect, or in this case, Goofy versus. Pete um, and their parents t- parenting styles right and what's interesting oh. too is like like goofy is also in, embodying that same thing right where he like he loves and also is like giving a ton of respect as well to his son because he like says I don't believe you I trust my son right yeah. to Pete as Pete basically says you know like your son changed the map uh, and he's like no I don't believe you um, so he, he's giving that respect to his son and like the love to his son, right? Right. But uh, he nonetheless um, breaks that respect. Goofy breaks that respect by not trusting him um, in the same way that I think Max broke that respect by changing the map. They, they're, um, yeah, they were, yeah, they were starting to get along and be on the same level, but then both of them have messed up. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they were on the same page. They, they were able to change that tire together because of teamwork. That tire is yeah. a metaphor for sure for something. I just don't know what. Uh, but and also, <laughs> in terms of logistics, um, they totally – you can't pump an RV's shit tank into a toilet. It doesn't work that <laughs> way. Do the hotel's owners Maybe. just, like, not know or care about the giant cords? About that RV? <laughs> <laughs> the just giant RV that's like not paying for anything. Like I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, not to mention this big ass shit hose that's going into a person's bedroom. Also, PJ sucks at whispering. Yeah, he's like, just like, don't what? forget about power line. <laughs> Dude, and he's like, Dude, shut the hell up! You know, down. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um, and so uh, we come to this really big scene uh, after this where Goofy's already found out Max is, is now they've sort of switched. They've um, rather before then uh, he does this big left or right. Um, he's faced with this decision. He's already made the decision on paper. Right. Now he's putting it into effect. Right. Um, and 
Goofy's like, this is this is make or break. This is your last chance to redeem. Um, and he just makes it worse for himself again. Absolutely. Um, and so I think that's a big turning point in the movie. Uh, not necessarily turning point, but just digging deeper, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, like, then you're right. Like, they do the switch where he's not saying anything. He's being the mopey one. He's being, like, the the kid. And he's, like, he's hurt because he knows now. Like, it was yeah. written in pencil, literally, and now he's made that choice, right? Right. And so we see that the dynamic switch, they, they do all the same things. He's trying, or he's finally embracing the goofy side um, now that he, he knows that Goofy knows his dad knows what yeah. he's done, um, and so uh, he's finally trying to to get back onto his dad's level by tr- being more like his dad. Yeah, um, and I think that's a, a big point for him. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, then, okay. Yeah, we see. We see. Um, Goofy, stop the car. Get out. And I guess leave it in neutral, um, and lock the door on himself. He didn't do anything. He like he didn't even like unbuckle his seatbelt. He probably left it in drive. Yeah, just sort of got out of the car and somehow locked it on himself, um, because he he just goes and hangs out. Um, and by the way, all this stuff is back on the roof at this point. Um, yeah. I guess Bigfoot like yeah, I guess they put figured- it back on the roof for them. No, I think he just walked off. He decided <laughs> he didn't want to get caught after all. <laughs> yeah, Bigfoot just sort of put the stuff back on the roof and tied it back up for him. Um, yeah. so, so they, uh, they, yeah, they, they million-year-old geologic structures. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's no before then too. He's like, "What do you want to drive now?" Too like that's back to him being like <laughs> not necessarily ready for Max, ready to grow up. You know? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And yeah. then they break a bunch of millionaire-old geologic structures. <laughs> right. Um, and on top of that, man, this car is like magic or something. This is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang right here. <laughs> it floats, dude. You yeah. know why? Goofy knows how bad of a driver he is, and he buys the indestructible car that also right. floats. Right, the one that, that Bigfoot can't get into and definitely does not let water in. <laughs> he was like the the, the, the dealership who is also Pete for sure <laughs> is like is like well what you need is a is a car like this he's like no I want the indestructible one that also has lasers on it and can float <laughs> um and so uh we we have this really sweet song nobody else but you it's a beautiful song Nobody else but you. Uh, interesting uh, trivia fact for you, Tony. Yeah. You know that the actor who plays Max is not the same actor that sings for Max. No. Who sings for Max? Uh, let me pull it up real fast. I had uh, looked at the IMBD late earlier, and I noticed that it was a separate person who sang for uh, Max in the movie. And, uh, yeah, the person who plays Max is loading, loading, loading. Okay, well, while you're loading, loading. Bill Farmer voiced Goofy. 
starting in 1987 or two, I don't know, uh, to today. So Bill Farmer started in the late 80s uh, and went through today voicing Goofy. Who voiced, voiced the original Goofy? Walt Disney. Nope. Pinto Colvig. Weird. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, uh, while I'm looking at the cast list, uh, Polly Shore was the one who voted uh, or uh, voiced Bobby. Um, Polly Shore. Uh, so the person who voiced Max, the, the voice actor, was Jason Marsden. The person who sang for him uh, was uh, a person by the name of... Uh, Cape Yamaguchi. Well, interesting. Um, Cape. Yeah. Or however you pronounce so, it. We're butchering names yeah, like crazy in this podcast. Not really sure, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. And then there was another singer who particularly only did this one song, the Nobody Else But You, who's the um, Cape sang all the other ones for him. Aaron Lore um, was the one who sang this particular song for Max. Nobody else but you. Okay, so while they're floating, they pass, like, beaches, and they pass, like, lots of places for them to get out of the fucking car and, like, swim to shore. Right. But they're having, like, a moment, right, where, like, they're able to, like, talk to each other, and they're, like, like having this conversation because they're, like, locked in a, in a box, so they're not able to actually, like, they're finally able to, like, air out their problems. But, like, your life is on the line. <laughs> like, right. in the fucking beach, right? <laughs> they're sitting on top of the car. And, like, you know that this is a fast-moving river. <laughs> Why? How would you not assume that there would be a waterfall at some point? Or something. Or at least, like, rapids. Yeah, you know? Um, but nonetheless, but they get to this waterfall uh, after a very sweet song where they get on the same page. Yep. They... Uh, they get to this waterfall. Yeah, a very dramatic scene. Um, they both get to the waterfall. They this start falling and stuff. That carried Bigfoot also holds the car up. The the right the fishing line. It's a very powerful fishing line. I'm tell- it's like made out of diamond. <laughs> um, the the whole every physics flaw was broken during this scene. Right. The string holds the uh, car. There's like a parachute that's like flying. He made like, out of his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, he like so Goofy falls down the waterfall and he has to do the perfect cast to catch him. Right? Goofy's right. already falling. I'm going to let you guys know, physics folk, you cannot throw a fishing line after somebody who's already falling and have it catch up to them, no matter how hard you move your arm. It's not right. possible. It's not heavy enough. The, the person's gravity is, is just, they're falling too fast. Um, right. Goofy is probably so. Dead. Yes. <laughs> but he's not. Luckily, this was the perfect cast, which means that it breaks physics along with the string and the car and the whatever. So, right. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. Let's suspend our disbelief. And they say, we've got one more place to go. It's not, what a vacation. It's not over yet. Right. And somehow, somehow, they managed to get the car back and get to where they're going. 
Um, and so they, they get to the Powerline concert, and Goofy just sort of disappears. Just sort of leaves leaves Max behind. He, like, follows a girl, right? Or, like, yeah. It, he just or sort does of, Max follow a girl? One of them does. Max follows the girl, and Goofy just sort of disappears. I, I, I don't know if he thought that going beneath the stage would be a bathroom, but... <laughs> He he's just sort of ends up beneath the stage. Um, and uh, so like it's kind of weird. Um, and so when when he gets onto the stage, right, Goofy just sort of shows up, and Powerline. Let, let's talk about Powerline for a second. Powerline. Like, yeah, he he's basically Michael Jackson and Prince put together. He's this like pan right. ultimate uh, pop icon, right? Yeah. Um, and so he gets on the stage, and Powerline is just like, that's kind of weird, and starts <laughs> dancing. Specifically doing the... The, the perfect cast. The perfect cast. Which it, is, yeah. We learn later that, that in the next movie that Goofy's like a great dancer, so like, I don't know why he's not doing disco, but whatever. Right. Uh, and, and <laughs> so like, Powerline is this super cool guy. Chill. Just, super chill. Super chill. And he has great improvisation skills of choreography. Uh, <laughs> and so do his backup dancers, for that matter. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, he wins out. He, he has dug himself in this hole. Max wins out. He's dancing on the stage. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. You just blew past the, the third murder. The bell oh. flying into the, into the, into right. the uh, stage and, like, blew up. <laughs> right, murder number three. Dude, people die left and right in this movie. Yeah, and there's there's no consequences. Absolutely not. <laughs> and meanwhile, um, at home, like uh, everybody's watching. They're like happy. They're spraying cheese at each other, which is gross, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have this romance moment between Bobby and uh, what's her face? Yeah, um, not Roxanne. Uh, Stacy. Stacy. Uh, they're gonna have a, a cool little science slumber party. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> science uh, slumber party. So uh, like, so yeah. <laughs> so that that was a great scene. Like, very cool. Very like, really eighties. Like, it's not kind of out of place in the nineties, but maybe early nineties is fine. Um, and they get. Like they drive this this hunk of the next thing we see is that they drive this hunk of car that's like falling apart literally. Finally done in. Pool they pulled out of the bottom of a waterfall. I and guess just the back and forth across the country, right? Yeah. Um, and Goofy says, Maybe she's just not the one for you. And Max says, Yeah, thanks, Dad. That's exactly <laughs> what I want to hear right now, dude. Right. <laughs> I, I don't have time to think about that right now. <laughs> um, so we go back and more of uh, Roxanne's dad being super weird. Oh God! Um, in the bath cap. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And, uh, and like they're talking, right? It's really important. It's a great scene, but I could not suspend my disbelief. Anymore at this scene. I could do it for everything else, the, all the magical physics, all the whatever, right? 
fact that Goofy has unlimited supply of money. Whatever. I could no longer suspend my disbelief when Roxanne was holding a dogwood flower in the middle of summer. It was over. There are no dogwood flowers in the middle of summer. Everyone is has been given the wrong idea <laughs> by this movie because just to think- let you know, for for all of our listeners, Tony is kind of a tree nerd. Oh my god! It like it was the one thing I was like, nope. There's too many flowers for it to be like August and you're or like late July. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, we've got the scene and uh, Goofy flies through the roof. No problem. Uh, introduces himself. Uh, and Max does the, the yuck. Um, and she seems okay with it. She's like, yeah, yeah that's fine. She tells the uh, truth. She, she, she does the yuck. Oh, like, she's attracted to the yuck. She's like, I was, I like, liked you ever since you did the first yuck. Right? right. So, like, she's basically saying, like, I've liked you all along. Like, yeah. as you were, as goofy. And, like, he, as Max, is finally starting to understand that his goofy side is part of who he is, right? Yeah. And, like, that, that, that is an attractive part of who he is. It's part of, yeah. like, it's a good part of who he is, right? Um, <clears throat> so, I have to ask you, you were, like, working really hard to be Max for, like, a lot of your life. When did you decide? Right. When did you embrace your inner goofy? Um, I would say that, uh, for those of you who don't know us personally. Um, I know that a lot of you listening do. Uh, Tony went away to uh, the School of Science and Math for his junior and high, or junior and senior year of high school, um, leaving me to sort of discover who I am a little bit um, without having an older brother around. Um, and so in that time, I think, was really when it started to happen. And you, uh, you know, when you have the, a little bit more uh, opportunity to make yourself an individual, uh, I think that's sort of, at least for me, when I started to come around a little bit and find my own way and not Max's way or what I thought was cool according to movies like this. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm yeah. glad that you are you. No I'm glad that you are you. Minus your but you. You turned into a true blue. Okay, and then there's the like surprise kiss which is like kind of cute uh but also like whoa you didn't know no, man that was, that was <laughs> um, yeah so that's that's all of my notes except for one last thing do you know who voiced bigfoot i don't he's also famously voiced abu in aladdin and the footstool in Beauty and the Beast. Well, who is it? It's Frank Welker. Weird. Way to go, Frank. Did a good job with this one. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> to you. Uh, so that's uh, that's all we have. If you have any uh, interesting things that you noticed that we didn't necessarily talk about, or anything else that you um, wanted to expand on, or um, just general notes, if you wanted to contact us, uh, all of our information is on the Facebook page. If you want to look there, we've got an email um, that's also on the Facebook page. And um, feel free to contact us. Send a, a message on Facebook as well if you get the chance. 
Yep. Um, that we, is at Front Porch Disney. Right, at Front Porch Disney on Facebook. Um, we also have a podcast on podbean.com on the Front Porch with us. Um, check it out. Uh, we're probably going to be doing a couple more in the near future and maybe have a couple of guests on that have um, interesting things to say about certain movies. Um, I know that my particular uh, area, I, I graduated from NC State with a degree in religious studies. So um, something I really like to talk about is that religious dynamic. So when it comes to Hunchback of Notre Dame, for example, there's a big Catholic and gypsy uh, dynamic. And then in Princess and the Frog, there's kind of a voodoo dynamic that's interesting to talk about. And for Tony. Yeah, so um, like I am really interested in like identity and politics. So those are definitely some things that I will be interested in talking about. So we definitely share Princess and the Frog, obviously, but uh, like feminism topics in a whole bunch of movies, like this movie didn't really like lend itself too heavily to feminism topics, um, which is in itself sort of problematic since there aren't like doesn't pass, like it does barely pass the bestial test. Um, but <laughs> what you'll uh, like, what you'll see as we go on, like those are definitely topics I'm interested in, in race, gender, um, and like, religion as well uh so like that'll be kind of fun uh all plays out through politics so we also have like lots of great people like who know a lot about disney movies and have different uh and care a lot about disney movies and have different aspects as well that we can bring in um and i think we're gonna have like a lot of fun uh definitely continue to follow us um please 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 rate us on podbean uh or wherever you find this uh because it makes it easier for other people to find us and uh, leave a positive comment, rate us high so that other people can find us and make sure that they can hear us too. Right. And uh, feel free to tell your friends as well. Um, the, the more word of mouth and sharing through um, social media is the way that we, we really want to get started. Um, lastly, we want to um, encourage you to watch our next episode, which um, I I guess comment and give us a couple of ideas on what you'd like us to talk about in the next few episodes. Um, and we'll, we'll get up to you um, through Facebook uh, with what our next episode will be about, what the movie will be, and a link to uh, what the digital short will be. All right. Well, thank you. And we're going to play out with the best song from the movie. You ready? Yeah, do it. Uh, don't you want to be a uh -huh. from a tree? Uh -huh. I'm mighty glad to see you, and the parking's always free here at Lester's Pop, 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 Park. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, we will see you next time. And signing off.